Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries podcast. This is an RPG a day recording. We're recording for day seven. The word for today is familiar. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Hannah, and we're going to chat a little bit about the old favourite of some people, wizards, familiars in D&D and such like. So, I mean, I suppose I, I first remember familiars really from sort of D&D 3.5. I don't really recall them being a thing before then they definitely were I, mean, I vaguely remember that I had a ranger character in the high school D&D game who got very upset when his wolf got killed was that like a AD&D or AD&D second ed see I mean I, I although I've got some of the books for it I never really played AD&D second ed as much as you did yourself so Perhaps I sort of missed out on that. I played a bit of basic D&D, and I don't really remember it being like such a big thing in basic there, D&D. There were definitely animal companions of various types in the second egg game. I think the wizard, the druid, and the ranger could all get them and use them like within the game. I mean, like I, mean, I, I remember it mainly from 3.5, and I think that was because, if I remember correctly... In 3.5, depending on what familiar you took, you've got like a, a small benefit based on what type of familiar it was. I can't remember what the benefits I, were. I would have to look up what the game effects were in the second ed, to be honest. Well, I'm just saying, I'll grab my 3.5 <laughs> and we see what it says in it. Okay, here we go. So, let's uh, blow a bit of dust off this and. Uh, <laughs> Let's have a look, see what we get. Familiars, familiars. Let's see, if the, see what it's like in the... I can't remember what the index is like in terms of quality in 3.5. It's better than the uh, equivalent Time World of Darkness books. Well, yeah, but so are most, <laughs> so are most books, to be perfectly honest. Although they have improved that over the years, so I can't grumble too much. Right, okay. So, 3.5. You could have either the bat, you got a plus three on listen check, a cat, you got plus three on move silently. Hawk, you got a plus three on spot checks in bright light. Lizard, you got plus three on climb checks. Owl, you got plus three on spot checks, but only when in shadows. Rat, you got plus two on fortitude saves, and that's pretty cool. Raven, you gain plus three on appraise checks, and the Raven community can speak a language of its master's choice. Uh, you got a snake, which is like a tiny viper which gave you a plus three bonus on bluff, a toad, which gave you plus three hit points, or a weasel, which gave you plus two on reflex saves. Now, I've got to admit, I, I don't really remember ever having like picked one of these familiars, particularly for the bonus it gives you, because don't get me wrong, like, plus three to a skill check of 3.5 is nice, but I always seem to, I always pick the familiar because I was like, oh, what would be like cool that I'd like to have? So like, Obviously, like the Raven, we've all seen like the film The Crow. Who hasn't wanted to have like a, a familiar that's a crow, and likewise an owl. Anything that was stereotypically wizardy, I was like all over. But I can see you've um, you've dug out the the old AD and D players. I've, I've dug out the second Ed one, and what I remember as being like being able to get an actual ability from a creature. I think is more use of your animal law and animal training and animal empathy abilities rather than actual familiar. Uh, but obviously, this book is a little bit harder to navigate than that one, and yeah. it's been two decades. So rather than waste time on that, 
Well, uh, we, we, were talk, we were talking about before we started about why it is we think that uh, the familiar is like a concept, why we think it appeals to someone. I mean, do you think it's, it's just because it's like a stereotypical, like, wizardy thing, or do you think there's something else behind it? I think there's definitely a factor of, like, people that want cute animals in their stories for whatever reason like to go for the familiar's characters. And I think there's got to be a certain sort of understanding with the GM as to how far you can push it with a familiar character because people do yeah. get very attached to them and it's not like your normal red, red shirt NPC that you can just like kill off in the first five minutes to make a point. Yeah, it's I mean the player's character's pet and players think of it to some level as their own pet as well within the story. Yeah, I think I think that is part of it. I mean, for me though, I always think it's cool if you like you have your background for your character and there's like an NPC in it, like probably a family member or like an NPC, you know, you get to interact with a lot. So it allows you to like develop your character and have a bit of banter with them. Whereas I always thought of the familiar as like it's like having a tiny little NPC sort of in your pocket almost yeah. as you're sort of walking around because Obviously, familiars tend to be more than sort of like your basic animal. They tend to be intelligent to a certain degree. So, I, But you get a bit more leeway as the wizard to like play the familiar yourself. So you can almost have those conversations sort of with yourself to develop like the character and point at aspects of the character. But it's also something you can do like in like quiet moments. So like if there's something going on and like you're really not involved... You know, you and a lot of other people, you can have a conversation with your familiar and stuff like that, and you can just use it to sort of build up your character a little bit. So, while we're on this, what different kinds of familiars could you have? If you couldn't have any of those in that book, and I, I'm thinking of, like, robot uh, familiar in a sci-fi game. Oh, I'd get a pig familiar, definitely. A pig? Yeah, definitely, man. Or like a boar or something. Probably not a boar, because they're like, quite tasty when it comes to like, D&D. <laughs> yeah, they make it in, in, bacon. In, in, in both ways, in the words. <laughs> but um, certainly they're nasty in combat. But, you know, like a pig or something. Because, like, look at this one. I mean, if you... I, th- I think you could do like quite an interesting story. Because, obviously, as we know, like in real life, like pigs are good for getting rid of like, scraps and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, you can always... Like, when you, have, you don't have to spend a lot to feed them. Because, you know, like whatever scraps you've got left out of your provisions, you can feed them to there. If you have a more murderous persuasion, there goes the dead body. The pig's taken care of it. So, effectively, you've just got like a sort of NPC walking dustbin with you who can like eat any evidence that you want to get rid of. So, that's quite handy if you're for more nefarious persuasion. How about you? Which thing you go for? I think my favourite one that I've had with a previous character, um, I play a lot of various different cat girl characters because it amuses me. Uh, it, it's a sickness. We're trying to get some medication I, for it. I played a cat girl who had a little red dot that would occasionally turn up, and if I could catch it, it would go and do a favour for me. And it wasn't strictly like a familiar, but it sort of had that sort of function to it. And I'd occasionally have a conversation with the little red dot within the game. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about a familiar. Like I say, it allows you to to build on and develop your character concept, but in a way that's not like intrusive to the game. Because no, let's face it, no one likes it when you get into a tense scene and someone suddenly breaks out into a massive monologue about like the character's like tragic backstory and their father's sword that they were given and whatever. 
but if you're like a bit of a quirky wizard and you're like talking to your familiar or like you're sort of you're having your familiar interact with people for some reason that doesn't and like i say most people like animals to some degree it doesn't seem quite as intrusive as if you're something like i am the sorcerer blah 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 and here is my background true is right that... sorry sorry go ahead I was going to say, it's nice to see them interacting with the other characters in the game yeah. as well. Um, I vaguely remember a D&D game quite some time ago where I think it was your character spent quite a lot of time giving the mage's character, uh, or rather giving the mage's character's familiars scraps Yep. So that they'd side with you if it ever came down to it in a fight. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I think it's cool as well because it's like if you're playing like a mage with familiar and like you're sort of playing a bit, you've almost effectively got like one and a half characters. So there's like certain thing. It it gives you like a, a chance to have a little bit of a change of pace from your main character without the ball ache of like having a second, a whole second character you have to play. Because obviously familiars tend to like reflect the mage they're sort of with a bit. But it allows you to, like, if you've got, like, um, you've got a quite a serious mage, but if you've got, like, a mischievous, like, fox as a familiar, if, if you fancy, like, oh, yeah, I've been I've been all mysterious and serious and sort of arcane all session, you can then have a bit of a break from that. You know, you get a few, like, cheeky, mischievous things that, like, your fox is up to, and then you can, like, go back to your normal character. And as long as you're not, like, say, disrupting the game, I think that's a good thing, because, you know, it gives you, like, a bit of a break and a little bit of a change of pace. True. Okay, well, I don't think there's anything else you want to say about Familiars, love. I think that pretty much wraps up that. So we will be back shortly with episode 8 for RPG Day, which is Obscure. So we'll see you then. Take care.